Hey, everybody, it's Jules, and we are here with the next Jules Show podcast. Let me ask you a question before we get started. When you are out looking to buy a home, you're probably going after, you know, what looks nice, what looks pretty, and what has shiplap. Let's be honest. And what would Chip and Joanna approve of your purchase? You know, that's that's really what it comes down to. But... What if we start to think differently about our homes, that God has placed us there at this exact house, on that exact street, in that neighborhood, in the exact moment, for a reason and a purpose? I have a lovely couple with us uh, today, and they are Shirley and David Duncan. They live in a regular neighborhood in Macon, but they have started a hot dog club where they are using their home to hand out you know, simple hot dogs to their neighborhood children. And then in the process, they're sharing Jesus. And I appreciate you, uh, David and Shirley, being with us on the next Jewel Show podcast. It's great to be with you. Well, uh, before we get started, because first, let me just tell you, hot dogs, they're like, that's my favorite. A little bit of ketchup and Tabasco sauce. I could go all day long. So using hot dogs to attract kids to then share the gospel, genius idea. I tell you, it was really a God thing. Because we had no idea, no plans to start what is happening in our neighborhood. It started with a little boy knocking on the front door, and he asked for a drink of water. And I'd never met the guy before, but just talking with him, little Jaden, eight years old. So instead of just giving him water out, out of the sink nozzle, I just crushed ice, gave it to him, and I came back the next day and the next day. And then brought friends with him. And before long, the whole front porch was full of people. <laughs> and I said, Lord, what, what am I going to do with this? I mean, we have to begin to notice that when God does something this unusual, it's time to wake up and pay attention. That's right. That's right. Now, before we go into all that, because that, that, that is crazy. I mean, because y'all are feeding, I mean, the masses now, and it's not just hot dogs y'all are feeding them with. I mean, now right. you, you expanded out your menu, but... I think we've had hot dogs two times. <laughs> but it's still called the hot dog club. It's called yeah. the hot dog club. <laughs> That's how it started. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into all of that, kind of take us back and uh, tell us the, the David and Shirley story. How, how did this all... What, 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 what was your past that prepared you for what you're doing now? Well, I, um, I worked at a children's home um, at, um, in Macon called Hepzibah Children's Home. So I was very familiar with uh, the care for children and around children all the time. And um, um, the ministry, after 30 years of working with this children's home, has closed. And uh, I reached a point in my life, okay, Lord, what next? And um uh, what am I going to be doing next? And while thinking of the next season in my life before the children's home had closed, uh, we had thought about moving to a different neighborhood. And, uh, and leaving. And leaving the neighborhood we're currently in. And this is where I even knew the children's home was going to close. We had considered leaving. And that's uh, before the even hot dog club. Before the hot dog club. And... Uh, we, we tried really hard to leave the neighborhood. We thought we'd found the perfect house, and we were getting excited about it and um, making plans. Oh, so you were legit looking yes. for another house, maybe with some yes. shit lap, you know. Yes, yes. And uh, we found what we thought was the perfect space and lighting and everything. And I come home, and David said, you know, I think maybe the Lord just wants us to stay here. And David, what made you think that? When God puts on brakes, boom. 
I mean, there's no question. Uh-huh. But that train was leaving. I mean, you picked out the house. You yeah. knew exactly where you want to go. So what made you say, whoa, 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 put the brakes on? It was just this overwhelming feeling. It's not time for you to leave. And see, I needed a specifically handicapped house because I'm a double amputee. I'm also limited with my vision. And the house was perfect, but it was not God's timing nor his will. We found out later. So sometimes you have to go on a strong, strong Holy Spirit hunch. And then later, God tells you why. Mm-hmm. Well, he said to me, he said, I just don't feel like this is a time for us to move. I said, okay. And um, then, of course, Jaden knocks at the door. And how, what was the time span on that? The When you were feeling this overwhelming, okay, this is not, because, you know, you could go years feeling that like. It was it was a couple months or so down Yeah, a couple months. So it wasn't like this instant. <laughs> it was like, getting boom. warm and um uh, little kids evidently riding in the neighborhood thirsty, and I think he saw David outside, and then he knocked on the door. But- it's just amazing um, because I was at a point in my li- life where I was saying, now, Lord, I'm losing my life because I'm 60. You're looking about retirement. And you have health issues. That's right. And I was expecting a sunset really in my life, but God gave me a sunrise mm. because he's, he was saying to me, David, I'm not through with you yet. You're not too old and it's not too late. Moses was 80 when he got started ministry. I still have something for you. And, it, and it's weird when we trust God in the dark because we search for the light. I wanted the light. I wanted to know immediately what was coming next, but that's where faith comes in. That's right. And you're not coasting into retirement, into the golden era of your life, the golden years, right? That's what right. We... And I'm working um, at Children's Home and uh, traveling uh, for the home, and, uh, and then I have to have surgery and... Double knee replacement. Double knee replacement of all Nurse things. Nazi comes on duty. <laughs> I bring her back, you know, from he the He was dead. my nurse. Yep. And um, during that time is when I learned that the Children's Home was going to close. I'm thinking, what? You know, and um, then... I can see where this plan began to come together. And then David, then the little boy, you know, knocks on the door. And God David's, closed the door, and he used Jaden to open it up. Well, David was a children's pastor, worked with children. We did a lot of children's, children's ministries. So he had reached the point where he thought, oh, i got to get rid of all this stuff, and I'm through with taking care of you doing children's ministries. Actually, we thought we were through with children's ministries. And I told Shirley, it is rude to step on the people you're trying to save I couldn't see them you know I was just having difficulty and and this is what brought me to the crisis point I said Lord what can I do there's nothing I can do yeah and boom in our own backyard can I have a cup of water amazing all right so so then tell me that children so you down the street I mean there's yeah. houses I've never seen all these we children didn't know before. these kids and when Two you say how many, how many kids are in your neighborhood how many how many are well, coming to the hot children dog club? that were 18 to 21 we don't have any room. The in house our... is full. We've outgrown the house. This well, t- is a problem. I, I need to pick. I need to visualize this. Okay, you have eighteen to twenty-one children. Which wow, three, Age right, four. how big of a house is it? Like how many? What are, are you like? Three busting? bedrooms, two baths. So you're busting at the seams now. A small. We dining need another room table. Of, I don't know how what we're going to do. Well, we we our dining room is filled. Our uh, kitchen is the filled. sacred dining room that we used to not eat in with crystal and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I got one of the those. The boys have taken that over. The boys they like love to sit in there. They the girls the don't. <laughs> I got one of those, Shirley, and I tell my children, you cannot walk through there. That's only for looking. You yeah. cannot. Oh, That's all listen. it is. We... Jesus took that over. Right now, if you go into my house, I saw this morning, 
I'm kind of like She's tidy. a neat freak. I like things tidy. She's this constantly sleeping. Celia Shirley, this you're, you're my kind of person. on the wood floors, <laughs> guess what I saw? Footprints. There are little toes all over my wood floor in the dining room. I'm thinking, hmm. But they come in every day. We give them a snack and a drink after school. And then on Friday is a hot dog club meeting. They get a hot meal. We have Bible study. And then I give them the Friday freebie bag to get them to go home. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a <laughs> spend stay. the night party. Let me, let, me, let me go back a little bit, Shirley, because you, you touched on my, on my heart right there. Is Because I am a neat freak. Tell me about the journey of letting go of your home. And giving it to God. Was it a process? Because I would imagine it has to be. Can, can I tell you this first? Uh-oh, the husband's okay. jumping in. We were meeting outside because Shirley said yeah. they can't come in the house. Preach it. I know. I know, Shirley. <laughs> okay, they, Shirley, I'm take there. it over. T- tell <laughs> what the Lord did. You. Tell he what just, the Lord did. You just totally set her up. <laughs> All right, Shirley, let's just between us wives, let's talk well, about this. it's hot outside. Georgia heat, 100 degree weather. Hot dogs and flies don't mix. No, they don't. Especially so, in <laughs> Central Georgia. Yes. It was sweltering heat. So I told David, I said, if you plan to um, share Jesus with these <laughs> children, it can't be done with a bunch of flies over hot dogs. And they're swatting flies, and I'm swatting flies, and I don't like the sweat rolling down my face and down my back. We're going inside. <laughs> Praise the expect- Lord. So, but that was like a, so it was a crack in the door because you, you wanted to keep them out and keep your house. Yes. So... so I begin to move things off the couch, move things out, and work myself to death putting things up that I didn't think they could break or uh, not take or anything, but break things or knock things over. There's 21 kids. That's a lot. Yes. And And um, normal kids. And then I begin to think, hmm, leave it. Because they would come in and they would look at things, pick things up, and they'd go, wow, not that we have fabulous furnishings or anything, but... I'd hear, like in the bathroom, they love to go in my bathroom. David has his own private bath. Our girls are gone, so now I have the bathroom by myself. Hallelujah. It smells like Shirley in there. I learned that they love to smell the perfume and use the lotion. Lotion. And um, I heard this one little girl go, oh, this is so pretty in here, isn't it? It's just just an average bathroom. But I begin to let those things go, and I'm thinking... The things you have in this home, if children can't touch it, pick them up, then you don't need this ministry. And give it, give all your possessions yeah. over to God. It's just stuff, you know. And um, if you have furniture that children can't sit on or people can't sit on, then, you know, you can't do ministry. So I begin to let all that go. And nothing's really been ruined. And um, last week I was so tired. <laughs> house was all clean and uh, i mean it was spotless <laughs> those are good days spotless and i was yes. so happy in comes this little girl eight years old she gets her snacks goes to the refrigerator gets her something to drink comes over to the fruit bowl she has her drink she drops the drink it oh. splatters it burst all over the kitchen cabinets i had on dress clothes dress shoes it was a sticky drink you know, full of sugar. And best kind. all over the floor, the mat in the kitchen, everything. And I took a deep breath. I said, Lord, let my voice be soft and calm and my face be gentle and kind. Because what I'm about to say in my spirit is not what this little girl needs to hear, but help me reflect you. And I took a deep breath. And I said, honey, it's okay. It was an accident because she froze. She froze in her track. Her little sister went, ooh, look what you did. 
And the other sister came in and said, what's taking you so long? She said, girl, what did you do? I said, oh, she just had a little accident, and we're going to clean it up. And um, so the little girl, I said, it's okay. It was an accident. So she left, and guess what? I start crying. <laughs> I said, Lord, you know how tired I am today, and I got to mop this kitchen floor. <laughs> and it was clean. <laughs> but, 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 you know, Shirley, we're, I, I, I'm having a laugh with you because I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm like the basement kids, neighborhood kids. That's, you know, <laughs> let's not go to the main floor. Let's not spread the trash. But it could be for other people. It could be letting God have a reign over their schedule. It could be Absolutely. having God have reign over their finances um, or, you know. Their minivan. I don't know what it is that you're holding so tight. And I can just relate to you, Shirley, because of what I can hold tight is a nice, clean home. And then I don't want to have to clean up after you. But but that might be where God's pushing know, all of us. But you know what I remembered when I was crying, you know, and uh, I wasn't really crying. I don't think over the mess. I was just tired. I'd gotten news that a close friend had passed away. So all of that energy was all there. But I happen to remember when I was um, 13 years old. I myself moved to a children's home. I grew up in a children's home, the same children's home that I've worked for for 30 years. And I remember one day I ran into uh, this worker's home. Uh, She happened to be the secretary at the children's home where I lived, and she became known as my adopted mom. So I ran into her house, and she was painting, and I knocked over a gallon, her gallon of paint. Mm. It went everywhere, Mm. yellow paint and as I'm mopping that kitchen floor, I'm remembering that yellow paint and how she reacted to me. She looked at me and she said, it's okay, it was just an accident. So I'm thankful I had that experience years ago as a 13-year-old so I could pass it along to this 8-year-old. Grace. Yes. Forgiveness. <laughs> wow. So anyways. So. All right, so David and Shirley, y'all have... 18 to 21 children in your house. You, you get them off the, uh, the school bus. They come over every single day. Um, and then on Friday is the big heart dog party. Heart dog party. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I've got to ask some <laughs> serious questions. How, how do you all pull this off? Do you know what? We still don't understand how this is happening. We, um, we started posting on Facebook and things started arriving at the front door. People would order stuff from Amazon, and it would show up, and it would be bags of candy, snacks that we could give out. And people started giving money. I'd be in Walmart shopping. We, we would find out a need, and God would somehow provide it. But I was shopping one day for socks for the kids in Walmart, and I went around the corner, and there were three ladies laughing, and they were watching me laughing. And they said, David, we know what you're doing. You're buying socks for your kids. And I said, yeah, how did you know that? And they said, well, we want to, and they paid, they just pulled money out of their little pocketbooks. And that's the story over and over again, times 10,000. We had a lady uh, all the way from Florida um, sent sent back with another lady coming through Georgia, drop off fruit, oranges, navel oranges. Boxes of fruit. They love, the kids love fruit. This is viral. I mean, this is nothing that y'all are. It's crazy. We're on zero budget. And I told God that. I said, God, you know I'm on disability. I can't work. Shirley's the only one working. We got a zero budget. And I you told know, him he was it crazy didn't scare when he him. started it. I said, you're crazy. How are you going to fund this? And he said, I don't know. But he said, I do know that the Lord wants me to do this ministry. I said, okay. And the Lord said to me, as soon as it comes in, 
You've you got to give it away. It if you hoard it, I will stop giving. So when it comes in, we give it away. And listen, Shirley has threatened divorce three times <laughs> because the master bathtub, a garden tub, is full of stuff. I can't give it away fast enough. It's true. You it's, ought to see the Valentines it's in the bathtub. It's empty now because we have a Valentine's. Yeah, our banquet's out. Friday night, so I'll get rid of all of it. But, I mean... You can't take a bath in there. Well, and, and you know, I got I got three little girls, and the way to my heart is to love my children. So how then are you seeing this a ministry that started out for the children now impacting the parents? Well, the parents, once we've got we've gotten to know a lot of the parents, and uh, no meaning we've uh, met them, and they will walk down to our house and they will thank us in person. I just want to thank you for helping me feed my children, or my children love to come down here and i just wanted to come What's down going and check on? you out so we share with them what we're doing of course the kids tell them but they stand there the one mother she cried she said i just can't give to my children like i want to and like she can't afford to give snacks every day or the kind of snacks or just that we toiletries, give just basic yeah. things that we take for granted we'll have a toiletry weekend where we give them a toiletry bag and and then uh, one school night supplies. we have school supplies and then uh, two weeks ago, we had everybody had a new pair of shoes except for the boys. But a the local, girls racked up. Yeah, there were a, there was a boutique sale, a boutique sale rather in our community, and all the leftovers. This lady, she said, "Take what you need." Well, most all the girls got new pants, high dollar shoes. They they were thrilled. Yeah, they got new shoes and new socks wow. and uh, hair bands and uh, all kinds of stuff. So Barrettes, it's much rather. more than just hot dogs. Yes. <laughs> And it's much more than that. Like, and you, the, the funny thing is, it, it all started by obeying God and handing a child in the neighborhood a cup of water with some crushed ice. Exactly. And Jesus took that cup of water and turned it into a soft drink. You know, and, and the, the refrigerator out in the garage is full of soft drinks. They can pick out anyone they Gatorade, want. Gatorade, soft drink, water. And they get their two choices of snack every day. So I discovered something last week. I said to David, I said, the bottle water's disappeared this week. And uh, he said, oh, really? Because we don't zero in and see what they're getting. Them. We don't monitor it's wide what open. they're getting. They can do whatever they want to do. We tell them they're good. And by the way, when they get their snacks, most all of them will say, can I take mama something? Or can I take my stepdad and my mom something? And we always say we yes. Them. Absolutely. But anyway, our water was disappearing, or I noticed it was, it was zero in there. And uh, I learned... We learned this last week that, well, I couldn't understand why the water was disappearing, but the drinks were not. The sugary. Which is odd. The sugary was not. That is odd. That is super odd. Because we have Gatorade, uh, Kool-Aid packs, different assortment. As a kid, that's what you go for. Exactly. You don't have to count the calories. Do that. Well, I learned that these little girls, they didn't have water. Their water. They cut their water off. Eight people live in that house. So they'd been without water. And... um, so they have water now, but that's why the water was disappeared, and that's what they were using the water for. And we never questioned. I'm just, and I just happened to be at Kroger's that morning and bought a case, a big case of water. Hmm. And, um, and and that's the other thing God told me. He said, "Love them without limit," because if you ever read the story of the Good Samaritan, there are no loopholes in that story. He took care of everything no he limits. needed. No limits. No limits whatsoever. And. Um, 
I love them as much as I love my grandchildren. And my <laughs> grandchildren hit the door, and I've told my kids, hands off, they're in my house, we're playing by my rules, I'm the boss, and the grandkids can have anything. And that's the way we feel about these kids. I have to tell you a funny story about David. He's gullible sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. I can tell. I like him already. We took, him to, we took the children to... Sky Zone. Somebody gave us a, a huge offering. And it's that trampoline place, right? Yes. Sky Zone. We didn't know what it was. I walked but... in the front door with my cane, and, and I'm a little crippled. And the lady at the desk said, man, we ain't got nothing for you. I said, it ain't for me. I got 21 kids behind me. So all the kids were there. And before they left, David said, now I want you to give you something to drink and give you a snack. I said, David, think about our own kids. As soon as they hit that door, they're going to see... Uh, that snack section over there, they're going to be thirsty and they're going to be hungry. No, we, we've already given them something. I said, David, they, they're jumping for an hour. I fed them before hour. we left. Yeah, that's, that's, Hello. They're jumping yeah. for an hour. They're going to be thirsty and they're going to be hungry. Yeah. Mr. Duncan, I'm <laughs> thirsty. I'm thirsty. Can I have one of those snow cones over there? And you know, they give you the puppy dog eyes. <laughs> I, I can't take you that. Count, you, he spent two hundred extra dollars oh, no. on snacks, but it was worth it. It was, it was pure joy. It. Well, let me let me uh, let me ask you this though: something to kind of think about is, what if? What if you didn't do that? What if um, you closed in, you shut your garage door, you shut your front door when you get home from work, and and none of this happened? Or what if you went after that bright new shiny house? I mean, you would have missed out. On I cannot all imagine. Of this. I cannot imagine. We have, I can't imagine missing this ministry that God has put at our back door, front door rather. Because you're sharing the gospel with them. We're sharing the gospel. We're feeding them not only physically, but spiritually, uh, emotionally. We do medical uh, needs. I mean, if they hurt themselves, they come to us. They come because their mom may be at work and they need band-aids or bandages or whatever. And they may not have it at home even. And these are probably children mm-hmm. who don't go to church on Sunday morning. or Most of them are not in church on Sunday mornings. I so they are seeing Jesus right in front of them. Well, at Christmas, I tell you, it was a heartbreaker. We acted out the nativity. And what we do, we just read the flat scripture. We don't do anything multimedia, nothing fancy whatsoever. It's just plain love is all we do, plain love. And we read in Luke about the Christmas story and gave them costumes to put on just to sort of be Mary, Joseph, the wise men. And they had never heard this before. It was incredible. And the one problem we had, the lady helping me forgot to bring a baby doll. So we said, oh, Lord, we we have lost Jesus at Christmas. What are we going to do? We don't have a baby doll. And we looked all through the kitchen, and we found a gingerbread boy pot holder. Praise God. He was the right color. We wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Joseph took that baby and held that little pot. It It was unbelievable. So they're getting the gospel. And they've ne- I don't think they've ever heard it before. Never heard some it. Children, some of these children have been in church with their grandparents. And, um, and some of them, we have one little boy that he, uh, he has been in church quite a bit. He does go to church. And he's quite knowledgeable. And the children observe him and listen to him. And uh, he knows scripture. He's our little preacher boy, we call him. Brandon. But we are, it's amazing to hear them quote the scripture. This weekend, matter of fact, we went to a local nursing home. We gave out Valentine cards. And we've been singing some songs, some Sunday school songs that they wouldn't know, but we've taught them. 
and um, they don't really sing that much. At first, they weren't singing that much, and so David insisted, why don't we sing to this little lady? And I'm like, they're not going to sing. I'm going to be singing a solo. Miss Carolyn, another lady, and myself, and David, and uh, another gentleman, Mr. Ken, we were all at the nursing home. We're going to have four adult solos. Um, anyway, ended up. The kids took over and started singing. You wouldn't believe it. It seemed like the Mormon the Tabernacle Choir to me. <laughs> they knew all the words to the songs, and they insisted Jesus we loves sing another me. one. Jesus loves the little children. Deep I've got the wide. joy, joy, joy. And all the adults that we were singing to, had all they had either taught Sunday school or vacation Bible school, and they were anywhere from 95 to 102 years old. They, they perked up. They perked up and they clapped remembered. their hands and said, I remember that. I remember teaching my children that. And see, this assisted living nursing home is in our neighborhood. So you're taking the children. We took the children. We took the to the other neighbors. And and you know what was so groovy? A local church loaned us their bus. We were on a bus all together. It was fantastic. Well, and it's saying yes to Jesus initially, but, but being faithful and saying yes to him all along the way. Because when it started pinching... And, and you're having to now, surely, bless your heart, use your tub to store <laughs> to store things. I'm sorry for you, but uh, I'm making a joke. But let me just let me just dial it in. It's 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 being a living a life of consistently saying yes, even when it pinches, even if that means they're going to go in your dining room that is forbidden. Um, which I got one of those dining rooms too. <laughs> but um, but but it's it's just saying, living a life that's saying all of me all of my stuff for all of you. You know what I mean? It's, it's just being this it life of giving. It belongs to him. It belongs to him. It belongs to him. Because, I mean, y'all are empty nesters. And, um, and we've talked about that, that, you know, sometimes you kind of get in the stage of like, I've done my dues, I've worked, I've raised children in the church, you know, yada, yada, yada. So therefore, I can coast. But you didn't. This is a time where God really is, is using all of your assets, like using everything. I have to tell you, we just had our carpet cleaned. <laughs> We just had our our carpet cleaned, and especially in the den. And I said, oh, guess what I found on the floor yesterday? Crunched, smashed up Butterfinger. I told David, I said, you've got to be careful. That's what I said. He said, all for Jesus. (laughs) And oh, oh, listen, you know where they get their Friday night freebies? It's lined up all in our bedroom. Well, the kids get to come into our bedroom. I want, I, want, I want the kids to have an experience of shopping. Yeah. Most of them probably never get to go to the store and pick out what they want. Right. So we lay everything across the queen-size bed, and they get to choose their uh, oh, two-liter two pop. I gotta, y'all, I got to see this. I need to come. Been in every I need to come. You need to come visit. Can, I, can, I drop my, yes. can I drop my children off as well? Yes. But, yes. <laughs> but the kids come in and it's kind of like Christmas. You oh, know? yeah. And every week is different because we don't even know what's coming in. It just shows up. It just shows up. And then we, it's a miracle. All right. Uh, before we go, I, I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to talk to um, to to all of us. Um that and help us to start to have eyes um, to see our neighborhood, see um, our um, our home, um, our assets, um, everything that God has given us differently. To have a, a heaven focus, because uh, when before you came in here, my producer Ann and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, the scripture that comes back over and over again. Um, hearing your story and hearing how your faithfulness to the Lord is, you know, Matthew five sixteen. let your light shine before others so they may see your good works 
and give glory to God um, who is in heaven. And that's really what it's about. It, it's, it's about glorifying God um, because, you know, we're joking, but surely I'm to- totally tracking with you that like, oh, my home, I, I just shampooed my carpet. But, but it's, about, it's about glorifying God and letting your light shine, um, not for your glory, but for his. Um, so would you maybe spend a couple of minutes just kind of talk, talking to us, to me, and, and a listener that probably feels the same way? I tell you, one thing that changed my life that started me thinking differently was reading Henry Blackaby's book, Experiencing God. And it's so true. And it's all throughout the Bible when you think about it. Just watch what God is doing and get behind him. Follow, waddle like a little duck. Just follow and whatever he does, you join in the work. And that's what happened in the neighborhood. These kids showed up. We just joined them in the work. And it may not be a neighborhood ministry for whoever's hearing this today, but it may be a Walmart ministry, just going, being a blessing at Walmart. It may be something at school, adopting a class. It could be something in foster parenting. I don't know. But a thousand opportunities. We only have this one life. And um, when the life counts for Christ, that's what's what really matters. Um, being 60, you know, I know I probably have 20 good years left to do something to make a mark. And I decided I would start small and change the world. And everybody can do that. Uh, one other thing we forgot to mention, um, <laughs> David been on disability and he said, for every A you make, I'll give you $5. After they left, I said, have you lost your mind? And he said, I'll even help you go to college. I said, I'm going to help him go to college. And he said, how are you going to do that? He said, there are ways. He (laughs) says, there are ways you can help kids. You encourage them to do well in school. They get scholarships. and I'm mailing cookies, whatever I have to do. (laughs) So would you believe he gave out over $100 a first grading period, and this last time it doubled. Mm -hmm. But there's a lady within our community contacted us and said, I want to pay for the $5 every A. She's our sponsor. She sponsors the $5 every A. She's a university professor. So she pays for that. I have to tell you one other story. Our ministry has reached beyond the hot dog club kids. This is, oh, you're going to think I'm terrible, but there's a man that shows up to our door, and he said, I understand the hot dog club kids come here. He was hungry. And he asked He's homeless, for we found out. He asked for something to eat. He's living in an abandoned home. And so he asked for something to eat, and then he comes back again, and he asked if he, we could do his laundry. And I said, no, David, I'm, we're not going to do his laundry in our washing machine. I said, we'll take him to the laundry mat. And so we did that because you do have to be careful sometimes and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. careful and just... Anyway, I was just feeling my way through this sure. new experience. Yeah, we have and, no clue. What um, we're I, I've doing. never had somebody show up at my house and ask me to. And so we went to where he was living, and well, before we left, I come out with these big garbage, this big massive garbage bag. Garbage bag. David says, "Oh, I already have a couple of bags for his clothes." in case he needs something to put his clothes in. I said, oh, no, this is not for his clothes. I'm going to cover the seat where he's going to be sitting. And David said, remember what you said? Tell him what you said. Jesus would never ask anyone to sit on a black trash bag. Oh, that pierced my heart. Wow. <laughs> it, oh, it just really spoke to my heart. And I said, I'm really sorry. I was just just trying to be careful. And um, anyway, we took the guy to the laundromat. 
His clothes had not been washed in a washing machine, he told us, in eight months. He had been washing his clothes in a bathtub. And um, so we, David had this fabric softener with tied with fabric softener. With Downey. April Fresh. So he comes out of the laundromat. <laughs> he keeps picking up his clothes. He's smelling his clothes. He said, I can't get over the smell of my clothes. So in the back seat, he'd take his clothes out and smell them and smell them. And so we've even been feeding this guy. And then we never throw away any food anymore. We always package up in a Tupperware container because we know somebody's going to need that. You know, God's going to bring somebody to your doorstep. Well, and and I'll have to say, you know, this is, um, it's inspiring me because it might not be a hot dog club in my neighborhood, but it could be something else. It could look differently. But, but the main thing is, is that, okay, where can I let uh, my light shine? Where, where, where is God calling me to be uncomfortable? Because I mean, wash, washing a man's clothes that come to my front door. I mean, that's, that's going to make me a little uncomfortable. Um, but where does God want to push me? Where does, where does he want to lead me if I just say yes? And I appreciate y'all saying yes and continuing saying yes to God and, and then sharing the story of how God is using you all. And I appreciate this is the abundant life. It's better than anything we've ever experienced. I, I've had a great time getting to know y'all and having laughs and um, and glorifying God and celebrating Him. Thank you. Thank you for having us.